0: Hi, this is Ron Kinsher. Welcome to the Book Nook, put on by the Quincy Public Library. And joining us today is Sherry Rinker, and Sherry's a children's author. And I think it's a great time of year to talk to a children's author as school is starting right around the corner. And Sherry, you're probably best known for your Construction Site series of books, correct?
1: I would say that is probably true. I, uh, Good Night, Good Night, Construction Site is the original book. And I think I'm currently working on the 10th test- book hardcover trade edition and then in addition to that there have been five sort of subject matter board books you know opposites and counting and a few other things in the series some lift the flap etc yeah Yeah.
0: so when you so let's get to that a little bit so when you first well first of all you you kind of had a whirlwind beginning to your career didn't you
1: I did I would say it was Atypical in terms of what I hear about the journey of most of the children's authors who have become friends of mine or who I have heard speak. So, yes, a bit of a whirlwind.
0: So, you sent your first manuscript to a publisher and it was accepted immediately. And then, within that a year's period, basically, you were a New York Times bestselling author.
1: Well, so in 2008, I sent. You know, I had another career. I was mm-hmm. uh, running a business, and I was doing creative work. I was a graphic designer and uh, working for various companies on their corporate identity packages and advertising and trade shows. And um, but wasn't happy. I wanted to do something creative, but I wanted to do something that felt creatively meaningful or lasting. Um, in my graphic design job, we would work, you know, hours and hours and days and days on, you know, an advertisement or a trade show. And then as soon as that was released, it was done. The advertisement became birdcage liner, the trade show was all disassembled. And so I really, um, not to, not to be overly spiritual about it, but I really started to pray for something that just felt meaningful to me that didn't just feel like I was, um, spinning my wheels for, for something unfulfilling. So, um, to that end, I had two small boys at the time. They were two and six. And obviously, um, because of my love for graphic design and I've always had a love of books and reading, um, we had tons and tons and tons of children's books in, in the boys' library on their shelves in their rooms. And I, I, loved them. It was such a passion for me to open books and see, you know, really what I was doing as a graphic designer, putting words and pictures together, but in really the most lovely, beautiful, creative ways. And I thought it, you know, just offhandedly, I thought, well, at some point that would be just such a cool thing to be able to do. Um, and one night I was, I had read to my, my two-year-old and, um, put him to bed and, um, he was a tr- little truck fanatic, and um, the books that we would read at the end of the night, all about those great big trucks, just really wired him. He was more wound up than ever. So we had begun sort of imagining trucks going to bed, and that was sort of our last thing of the evening. And so I put him to bed, and we imagined all our favorite trucks going to sleep, doing their last jobs, and shutting down for the night. And as I was going to bed that night, I put my head on my pillow and literally jolted up. The idea for a goodnight goodnight construction site I had the title I had the five trucks um, for about the next month I sort of you know between working and you know when the kids were asleep I would get up and work on this manuscript and had no idea what to do with it once it was done but finally someone recommended Um, the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, the SCBWI. And through them, I kind of learned a little bit about, you know, what publishers wanted to see an unsolicited submission, meaning not through an agent, um, what publishers were looking for what. And I made a long list and picked the first publisher on my list, which was Chronicle Books in San Francisco, mostly because I loved – some of their books but I also love the design quality Mm but the paper was thick and beautiful and the illustrations were really interesting and creative and so I sent the manuscript there um, thinking that I would be sending manuscripts to publishers for about five years and um, lo and behold about three months later I was offered a contract so and it did take it took about three years from that time that was 2008 The book came out in 2011. There was, you know, they are looking for an illustrator. The illustrator took about a year to do the illustration. So 2011,
0: Mm -hmm. it uh, debuted. And and then it quickly shot up the chart, so to speak, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it debuted at number 10 on the New York Times. And it kind of went, you know, would make it to number eight, and then it would fall off for a week or so, and then it would know make it to number seven or number five and then it would fall off for a week or two and then I feel like once it stuck it really stuck and so it pretty much after some stops and starts remained on the New York Times for about five years so
0: and you were not uh, your entire life let's say you didn't have any inkling of writing at all correct I mean you did some with your work but as far as putting paper to pen or pen to paper and writing anything to be published, it hadn't really crossed your mind?
1: Definitely not to be published per se. I originally started college as a journalism major. Okay. I've always loved poetry. I've always loved writing. But quickly just missed that connection with art that I've had my whole life. And so tried to find a field where I could address both of those passions, you know, words and visual. And... I was in the graphic design field for about 25 years, and uh, that's where I was in 2008 when the idea for the book came to me.
0: And no inkling to do the pictures yourself?
1: No, I mean I did send some like rough sketches or ideas. Um, I would, I think, at some point, I, I maybe would love to design a book, you know, something that maybe folded in an interesting way or opened in an interesting way. Um, I don't, at this point, maybe there would be something that would come along that I could never imagine anyone else doing it the way I envisioned. But for now, there are so many amazing children's book illustrators. Just so, so, so many. Um, my agent reps several and there's just such an array of delicious styles and people working in all sorts of medium and, uh, yeah, at, at this point, I'm, I'm fine to write the words and to then turn the really, really difficult work over
0: to <laughs> yeah. So when you – what was the feeling like when you first saw illustrations match to your words?
1: It was, first, not what I envisioned.
0: Okay, that's what – okay. Um,
1: I, mm-hmm, I really had an I, – I really first – really imagine a very realistic interpretation of the manuscript, where the trucks looked very real. Um, but when I saw the sketches, so I am a huge fan of Virginia Lee Burton, who wrote um, Mike Mulligan's Steam Shovel, and uh, Katie in the Big Snow, and um, Mabel the Cable Car, um, books that I grew up with, and then The Little House, which was always my favorite, favorite um, book as a child and still remains one of my quintessential favorite picture books today. And um, when I saw the initial sketches, there was such a connection, such a timelessness similar to what I loved about Virginia Lee Burton's books that I just, it was like an immediate connection where I just thought, this is how this book is meant to look. It just had such a sweetness, such a timelessness, a style that I thought was really, um, you know, textural and light source. that was really stunning. I just, it was really a special moment.
0: And having read all those books for your boys, were there things that you said, my gosh, I'm not going to do that? Because were there more of those than the other way around?
1: The original book did not have any female characters in it, and that was just simply because those characters, the characters in the first book, were really based on my own boys. The pieces of their personalities were um, projected into all the trucks and the things, you know, whether they were silly or whether they were loud or those were all really, honestly, pieces of my own sons. But um, when we started adding female characters, I really did not want... I didn't want big eyelashes. I didn't want red or pink lips. I um, it was important to me that they not look uh, stereotypically like what we typically do when we want to anamorphize a, a uh, you know a machine to be female. I did not want that look. Um, there were other things along the way where I just. I had a vision, for example, um, when Tom Lichtenheld, who did the original Goodnight, illustrated in my book Steam Train Dream Train, um, he had depicted a uh, an auto a car carrier truck car for yep. the train.
0: hmm
1: Sorry, having a sip of water here. <laughs> and um, excuse me, he had these really old-fashioned cars on them. And because I wanted this train to depict all of my kids' favorite things in the whole world, I sent him a picture of Hot Wheels and said, no, 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 these, these are what we need to depict, like these kinds of cars. So little moments like that, but otherwise I was, I was really pleased as I typically am with my illustrator's work.
0: Yeah, it's an incredible feeling and the feeling you had when you first held one of your books.
1: Yeah, um, you know what, you see so much along the way, and then I uh, had received um, galleys and F&Gs, um, molded and gathered proofs, but to actually hold a bound book that, you know, took three years in the making was just kind of an idea thrown to the wind. Um, it was a pretty incredible feeling, and then... Right as the book was being released, I got a call. The book was releasing on a Tuesday, as all books are. And I got a call, I think, late Thursday, when we all still had home lines, you know, uh, stuck on the wall. (laughs) And uh, I got a call from the publicist at Chronicle letting me know that she had been given a little inside scoop that it was debuting at number 10. So the whole thing, honestly, was just a complete whirlwind. It was nothing I had I thought if I could publish a book and I could sell a hundred copies to my friends and family and I had this meaningful thing sitting on a shelf somewhere that was I hadn't really thought beyond that quite honestly I hadn't um I never even imagined I never dared to dream how, right. where this would go
0: for sure I want to touch on something you mentioned very early on about how you know you're stuck in your career so to speak and you felt like there's more for you Um, and you said you don't want to get religious about the whole thing, but I think there is a religious concept of that, that do you feel like you finally found what God put you on this earth to do?
1: I feel like this is my vocation. I'm, I'm a person of faith and Mm I, I I put that out there not to, um, you know, make anyone feel uncomfortable or, um, to to sound preachy, but I am a person of faith. I prayed hard to help me to, for, for God to help me find a direction that felt Meaningful and important for me, and the way that this idea came to me literally felt like a religious experience. It really felt like a gift from God, and um, I, I absolutely love my career. I don't take a day of it for granted. My worst day in this career is still better than my best day in my previous career uh, and the opportunity to touch kids and um, help influence hopefully a love of reading for them and to um, make a difference in their lives hopefully by encouraging reading literature literacy you know when i meet tons and tons of kids at school visits you know hundreds thousands by this point and we have the opportunity to talk about you know creativity and books and to hear what they're interested in and what they like to read about it's been um it's been a pretty incredible journey that is for sure
0: before we let you go we got to figure out find out what you got coming up this fall for folks
1: yeah oh my gosh i'm so excited so um, the latest installment in the Goodnight Goodnight Construction Site series is coming out this fall. It is called Construction Site Taking Flight and our original five trucks go to an airport to build an addition um, with the help of a few others and get to meet all of those super cool airport trucks. You know, the fueler and the deicer and the snowplows because of course there's a storm. Um, so I'm really, really excited about it. I spend a ton of time in airports, so the, the idea came about really organically. And then in addition to that, next year I have a book in the series about garbage trucks coming out. Um, and Barnes & Noble is sponsoring or featuring two custom-printed versions, one of Goodnight Goodnight Construction Site – and one uh, construction site on Christmas night with some exclusive content in the back of those books and a uh, special cover. There's, you know, some gold foil on there. It's only available through Barnes & Noble, and I believe it's available for pre-order now, and they've printed a very limited quantity, so when they're gone, they're gone, but I think they will make a really lovely gift to season, so I'm excited about
0: that as well. So pre-order through your website or through Barnes & Noble? Or?
1: You can just go to barnesandnoble.com and Google or put in the search engine there Good Night, Night construction site or construction site on Christmas night and um, pre-order that or, of course, go into your brick-and-mortar Barnes & Noble and request that they place an order for you. I think they are coming out towards the end of summer or early fall, so in time for Christmas.
0: Hey, thanks for spending some time with us.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Ron. I, I, it was a pleasure, and I wish you well and all of your listeners well, and encourage kids to keep reading. Yeah,
0: that's been Sherry Rinker. This has been The Book Book with Ron Kincherf on Muddy River News.